You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Stardom Road here on the Count Out Podcast Network. I am your host, as always, Scott Edwards. And with me, as always, is Trent Brewer of multiple places, Wrestling, Monthly Piero, Sue. You know, the whole trivia. Yeah, you... Podcast Network. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't going to present you from here. But yes, uh, Trent is with me once again. Trent, I got ways to go to catch Friday. up to you. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny you bring that up. <laughs> because I, talking, I forget who I was talking to about this. It was someone that had me. Oh, so I, I, I went on true heel heat which you know lots of fun had a mm. good time on there and they were going about like what what do you want us to say you're from and i was like what <laughs> they're like <laughs> like do you want to say them all i was like i'll just do it and you know and you know me trent i say mm. like none of them <laughs> yes yeah you get there and you're like oh that's right i'm at this place and occasionally this place and forget the important ones so i i always like to bring up the story though is of course, I voted on the Voice of Wrestling Match of the Year thing, and I didn't realize I was, like, the only person to have, like, this big, huge, thick block <laughs> of all the things. I was like, oh, man, that's a... Uh, you sound like a tough. jackass. Yeah, no, I sound like a jackass, look like a jackass, but that's okay. I am a jackass. Runs in, runs in the, uh, I don't know. I don't Were know you going to say family and then realize that? No, no, I, I was going to say runs in the wrestling community maybe <laughs> I mean, that's well, i mean i've given some of the arguments i've seen on twitter lately i'm not going to argue with you there but what we're here for today is to break down the history of the cinderella tournament folks mm. so i'm going to stop talking about me because i hate talking about me we're going to stop talking about trent because we didn't talk about trent but we're not going to talk about trent and <laughs> we're going to get into the no turn. cinderella trent story coming here no 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 uh he'll he'll have plenty of thoughts i'm sure along the way but the Cinderella tournament, of course, begins this weekend for stardom. If you're listening to this many months down the road, then you can ignore that. Um, but it is starting this weekend. So we thought it would be best to do a two-part on the world and history of the Cinderella tournament, which is mm -hmm. a long one, a one that much like we've seen with the year-end climax, dramatically changed in a lot of ways. Um, but this is not changed for the purpose of making it weaker. It's to make it bigger in a yes. lot of ways, which we will get to. Um, my best way of describing the Cinderella tournament to people is it is the most unique bracket style tournament in professional wrestling. Would that seems fair because, like, it is one of those situations you look at bracket situations and they're not normally quite so condensed. You know, the closest is really, I guess, the Super J Cup at times because that was often condensed into a single day tournament. But even that is very different. Stardom obviously had their affinity for over the top rope, um, it's very quick fire style. And the booking format of it is very much kind of a we're going to present someone that we think is the future of this company. Very rarely are they really using an established person to kind of cement uh, the Cinderella tournament and cement this person. It's all about they're not quite there yet, but they're going to put on the Cinderella dress and now you're going to know they're important. 
I think for new people that are listening to this and, you know, maybe they're accustomed to a certain way of thinking, but at one time, this was the premier tournament Mm. for stardom. It wasn't the five-star Grand Prix. And of course that has changed over time with stardom changing over time. Uh, The five-star has become the tournament for not only them, but for Joshi fans all Mm. around the world. Uh, But this tournament, it, it can be one of the most exciting tournaments because of what you said because it's to establish someone new to you know raise someone that's in that mid card slash potential like high potential spot bring them to the main event mm. and or you know whatever you prefer to call the wonder of stardom championship in a lot of ways uh because that often is the choice but that's yes. where we kind of go here it's time to describe what you win when you win the Cinderella tournament, which of course is a wish. Mm. I think a lot of people don't know that. Truthfully. Well, why would you? Because it's not really brought <laughs> up. Like it I, for the first few years, I think the wish aspect was emphasized a bit more, but now it's just kind of like, yeah, you're getting the title shot. Like it's probably going to be the wonder of stardom championship because the Cinderella tournament has become the wonder championship set up just like the five stars become the world uh, version of that. But I, I like the fact that you've got this little wish concept there. And technically, it doesn't have to be a title shot. Now, most wrestlers are going to want a title shot, but for the odd chance when maybe you've got a champion in the running or someone like Kagetsu, who is always a wild card, who wanted Azumi to join her group kind of thing, it, it, it adds some fun. And if they really wanted to go bold, it allows them to do some booking decisions that wouldn't make sense otherwise. Mm. I remember a podcast I listened to when uh, when Stars was shooting with the waiter tie. They're like, "Oh, maybe they can use the wish on like ending the feud." <laughs> 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 like, what if what if Mayu would just like, "Yeah, can we just stop? Can I stop yeah. losing members?" That's my wish. And my like, my wish was... is that our waiter tie can't steal any of my crew <laughs> for the next six months. And I thought that was the funniest thing. I was like, technically, that could be something just based yeah. off the general rules. Your wish could be that someone has to join your group. That'd be crazy. (laughs) But the history, of course, as we said, uh, it it has become mostly about the Wonder of Star Championship, but that wasn't the truth at the beginning. Mm. The first three winners all challenged for the World of Stardom title. And then, you know, as we into that so on from there has been the wonder of stardom championship it has become the tournament for the wonder while the five star has become the tournament for the world unofficially both of these are unofficial mind yeah you know the when you win the five star grand prix you get a contract for any title you want you don't get a contract just for the world of stardom championship and that's how this wish works as well um and of course you get a dress the dress is a key part of Mm. the cinderella tournament or you know, what would be the point of the name? Uh, it's the iconic visage of this. Like when you're yeah. picturing like the five-star Grand Prix, you picture the red robe and you picture the the crown. But with the Cinderella tournament, I think it's got a stronger visual imagery because mm-hmm. of the connection to the Cinderella and the dress. Now, the dress mm-hmm. has obviously changed over years to a certain extent. But even when it was at its most cheapest, if we're going to be honest, <laughs> um, there's still something kind of unique and special about this because yeah typically when someone wins a tournament they don't get to play fancy dress unless you're doing wwe and you have to change your gimmick to be king right 
and I and I think you know what's an interesting part of this is you know you talk about how the the dress in a lot of ways is more more known and more it, it really captures you a bit more and mm. I think the only time we've ever considered the crown and and uh what's the thing called what's the official the name it's, we will call it a rope. Yeah. I was trying to, it's like a cape type thing. Um, is the, the past two years, which I bring that up with, you know, saying it with the, in the past two years, which is funny because that is also where we've seen the Cinderella dress turn into a more magical, better quality. <laughs> Be sure fitting, I'm talking out for some better yes, looking. Fitting of the winner. So I mm. think it's interesting that when, you know, one starts to become more prominent, the other one gets that lift up to keep it ahead of the other. Um, but I think we should talk a little bit about the actual tournament now and not the, uh, oh, what, what all you get when you win. Because there fashion, is, aren't we? Stardom Road's all yeah, about the catwalk uh, road. Of course. But there's always a journey to getting to that point. And the journey is what has changed the most throughout yes. the years. As you know now, if you watch Stardom now, the journey is a multiple night tournament. The rules have stayed the same, and that's, you know, time limits, over-the-top rope, pin, submission. That has stayed the same. Ten-minute time limit? Yes, ten-minute time still, limit. We, we've stayed with at least for the first round. Mm. Um, the finals is a no-time limit final. Uh, so pretty much a real match, essentially. Uh, but that wasn't <laughs> always that way. Because the over-the-top rope was in play in the finals, you know, when it when this all began. Hmm. Um, and the most important change, as we said, like we like I was saying, is that now it's multiple nights. Now it's, you know, been made to sell tickets on four nights instead of yes. one. Once upon a time, that, that's the play with the Cinderella theme, uh, it was a one-night tournament. And... Hmm. My biggest gripe, I think, this isn't is that we never got to see one of those live. It is kind of funny, like the fact that they could do this as a one night spectacular and just sell it on pay per view and go nuts. Uh, we haven't really experienced that. It has always been on the old tape delay, wait for it to get uploaded on Stardom World, and that is kind of a shame because I remember like the first couple of years I was following Stardom, you'd be kind of glued to Twitter and just waiting to see what the next round brought. And so, oh, this person got eliminated. Because the Cinderella tournament always has shocks. You know, whether it's the winner or whether it's someone in a big getting knocked out by someone you wouldn't expect, there's always a shock or two in the Cinderella. And it was exciting following along on Twitter. And it's a shame now that you get that gap in between. There are pros and cons of the one night versus the multi-night, but it is a shame that we can't properly compare it because there is something special about watching as it's happening versus kind of knowing the results in advance, even if it's a one night versus four night. Right. And and now it's it's grown too. So while you know the one night factor we're talking about here, I think we can we can credit the one night factor even more to the fact that this tournament is a lot bigger nowadays. Yeah. We're up to what, 36? Is that the number? Yes, 36 is uh, as of 2023. Yeah, so we hit uh 36 competitors in this tournament, which of course is not the not just the roster example this year is mm. X and double X. So we don't even we don't have answers as of this recording. Now I'm gonna get pie in my face and they're gonna announce it over the weekend on their shows. But for now, 
X and double X plus outsiders like Tomoki Naba, mm-hmm. Nanai Takahashi. I'm not going to call you the Mizumori an outsider anymore. She's just on the roster. She goes yeah. to all the house shows. So Haruko Masaki as well. Right. Just forget that one. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to go through the history now and we're going to kind of look at how it's changed. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. some times of how long matches lasted, some scenarios of how the terms changed throughout the night. And hopefully you'll get appreciation. And I, I guess this is an important part too. This was all in Cork and Hall. Mm. Once upon that was time. the home of the Cinderella, basically, until they went to multi night. And even then, they always make a point to do like the second and third round there. Um, even even as Stardom continues to grow, that's an important venue. And there is something special about watching Cinderella tournament, especially in the Cork and Hall vibe. Because you've got the crowd there. They're really amped for it. Um, they're the hardcore fans, pretty much anyone who rocks up at Kurokan. And so you do get that slightly special vibe. You sure do. And I think, I think we start all the way at the beginning, obviously, here with the, and, and mind you, everyone, the original name of this tournament was not the simple Cinderella tournament. No, 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 no. It was the, uh, the, this is the show, Ryogoku Cinderella Champions Fiesta 2015. That's a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. It ended up being the Cinderella Champions Fiesta originally for the tournament. I think switching it to Cinderella Tournament was a good decision. We're going to go through each decision that they made. Mm. That was one of their better decisions. Yeah. (laughs) I will also point out um, for those who, you know, we've kind of skimped on the one night to multi-night a bit. We want to save that and cover that a bit more on the next episode um, because that kind of deserves time to properly dissect. So we will be touching on it here. We've already touched on it a bit, but if you want the full depth stuff, that's coming next time. Yes, because we will give a full analyzation of how match quality changes, yep. how situations change. Um, and we have case studies. <laughs> we do, and we'll kind of hit that along the way here too mm. um, because, you know, that's kind of how we we're going to do the rundown. But let's start with Champions Fiesta 2015, uh, which, of course, wasn't the one-night tournament, so they start off just as is. Uh, First-round matches include Ryo Hazuki defeating Momo Watanabe, Starfire Defeating Hatsu No Day Common. I definitely messed that up, and that's okay. I don't <laughs> care. Um, Chelsea defeating Chris Wolf. Kiori Oniyama and Kyoko Kimura going to a 10 minute time limit. Uh, Mayu Yutani defeating Thunder Rosa. Mm. I, think I think some people will hear that and be like, oh, oh okay. Uh, Kairi <laughs> Hojo defeating Haruka Kato. And then in the quarterfinals, Mayu Yutani defeated Starfire. Koguma defeated Ryo Hazuki. And Io Shirai defeated Chelsea. Heading to the semifinals, Mayu Yutani defeated Io Shirai. That doesn't happen every day. Um, Koguma defeating Kairi Hojo. That absolutely doesn't happen every day. And in the finals, Mayu Iwatani becoming the first ever Cinderella winner, winning the tournament in 9 minutes and 47 seconds by defeating Koguma. Of course, we'll kind of dive into a little bit with Koguma later and on the next episode that the Cinderella's low-key her tournament. Um, but that all those matches, right? 
The longest match was the time limit draw. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes. Yeah. Um, and, and like it's a it's a bit of a fuddled mess, if we're being honest. Now they had 14 competitors for this, so it doesn't fit smoothly into a typical tournament structure. Um, but yeah, you got people advancing in different stages and stuff. You you will find this is not completely uncommon for the Cinderella tournament. You need like the bracket picture whenever you're diving into one of these to make sense of it sometimes because it's never just smooth sailing. Now, I will say that Mayu Iwatani did challenge for the World of Stardom Championship with her wish. I think that's worth noting here as we go along the way, kind of. Because we said Wonder has become the belt, but mm. you got to understand. And she lost, by the way. She lost to Kairi Hojo. No um, one has won the red belt after winning the Cinderella tournament and challenging. It's exactly. been a very unsuccessful. Uh, well, admittedly, it's been un- like more people have lost in their challenges of either belt than have won. But the white belt has a slightly better ratio because people have won it from this. Yeah, that's why they switched. <laughs> we can't do the red. Claim. Let's try. In a couple of years, I'll be trying for the high speed. Uh, we had the Cinderella tournament 2016, Cork and Hall, 1,050 people in attendance, uh, starting with Jungle Kiona defeating Sayori Anu in the first round matchup. Of course, Trent has a big smile on his face. Uh, Santana Garrett defeating Alex Lee. Kyoko Kamar defeating Kaori Oniyama, getting payback for the previous year. Uh, that match went a total of two minutes and five seconds. <laughs> so they uh, yeah. they shortened that one down a bit, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, Kairi Hojo defeating Momo Watanabe, Mayu Yutani defeating Hiromi Mimura, uh, Hiroyo Matsumoto defeating Kagetsu, and Queen Maya defeating Alpha Female. That truly sounds horrible. <laughs> that is like when I was going through this again, that was one of those. Oh, hang on, what? That's a very interesting matchup, but not necessarily in the best way. No, no. Um, Io Shirai defeated Diosa at Etania. Almost got me, almost turned me <laughs> up. Um, and then we head to the quarterfinals. Rory Matsumoto defeating Jungle Kiona in two minutes and 25 seconds. Miley Atari defeating Queen Maya. Uh, Kyrie Hojo and Santana Garrett going to a 10 minute time limit draw, and Io Shirai versus Kyoko Kumura ending in a double DQ, which by default moved Mayu Iwatani and Hiroyo Matsumoto to the finals. So, a good way to cheat there and get them both <laughs> to the finals in very quick fashion. Rossi's Mayu... got one eye on the watch gun now. I want to get out to some teppanyaki tonight. <laughs> With Mayu Iwatani defeating Hiroyo Matsumoto in 13 minutes and 19 seconds via win over the top rope to win back-to-back Cinderella tournaments just to go on the challenge for the World of Star Championship and lose. Yes, again. Um that that, that, mm. that tournament set up a couple of title matches because obviously Kari Hojo came out and challenged Santana Garrett afterwards after their draw for the Wonder of Star Championship as well. And now is that... Is that the... So this win is the only time someone's won twice? Yes. Yeah, my is the only tournament? one to have won twice. No, um, but I mean any tournament. Any other start of major tournament. Yeah, within Star. You, I mean, you've got like Nanai Takahashi, who's won multiple Goddess of Stardom tournaments now on yeah, her own. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of the major singles ones, yes. Right. Yeah, so big deal there. Not that she, you know, had success challenging, but <sighs> we move on. Um, 
as you as you all can tell, these tur- the 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 fun part, and I say this in quotations, of one night tournaments is that they're very quick. <laughs> right now, this is kind of why you sometimes wish you could see it live at the time, because, hmm. like you said, the excitement of seeing someone eliminated um, <laughs> via Twitter was a different rush back in the day, but uh, we never kids had these days will never understand what we have to go through. Yeah, kids these days will never know. Uh, let's kick it to 2017. 1,150 people in attendance, so I think it's worth noting the number keeps going up for and the Cinderella well. tournament. Because, yeah. I mean, these weren't like the big drawing days for stardom necessarily, so them consistently getting a 1,000 in there during this period is pretty good. Hazuki defeated Jungle Kiona. Jessica Havoc defeated Natsuko Tora. Tessa Blanchard defeated Chris Wolf. Kagetsu defeated Konami. Mayu Yutani defeated Hedza. Tony Storm defeated Rebel. Um, Kyrie Hojo defeated Hiromi Mimura. Io Shirai defeated Hana Kimura. Heading to the quarterfinals now. Tony Storm defeated Tessa Blanchard. Hazuki and Kairi Hojo wrestled to a 10-minute time limit draw. Mayu Yutani defeated Kigetsu. Io Shirai defeat. Uh, oh, nope, didn't defeat. Went to a draw with Jessica Havoc, resulting in a final of Tony Storm defeating Mayu Iwatani in 13 minutes and one second. Once again, they skipped basically an entire round here um, to jump to the final. And um, this is also kind of a very key moment in terms of the record books because Tony Storm would also go on to win the five-star Grand Prix in the same year, which is something that has not been done yet either. Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) The only person to do it was... And one of only three to win both tournaments. Yep. (laughs) That is true, Trent. Unfortunately, that is true. Uh, but we move again forward to 2018, 987 in attendance at Cork and Hall. Momo Watanabe defeating Konami in the first round match. Saki Kashima defeating Candy Floss. Bea Priestley defeating Martina. Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> I went Otai member Brandy Rhodes. Defeating Natsu Sumire. Hazuki defeating Hana Kimura. Mayu Yutani defeating Tam Nakano. Yoshirai defeating Chardonnay. Jungle Kiona defeating Kigetsu dead to the quarterfinals. Bia Priestley defeated Hazuki. Mayu Yutani defeated Saki Kashima. Yoshirai defeated Brandy Rhodes. Thank God. Um, Momo Watanabe defeated Jungle Kiona. Big shock there. Yoshirai uh, and Mayu Iwatani went to a time limit draw. No shock, stunned bamboozled that we were able to skip an entire semi-final match leading to a finals between Momo Watanabe and Bia Priestley with Momo Watanabe going on to win the tournament and become the first person to challenge for the Wonder of Stardom Championship and the first person to win the Cinderella tournament and go on and win the title. And this was the beginning of the young ace period for stardom and for Momo Watanabe. When people look back on the quote-unquote glory days for Momo, it pretty much starts right here. (laughs) 
Uh, you got me there because I think about I anytime Momo gets a match, just remember this is when it all started. This is when, and and I want to I want to remind people, at, you know, she went on to win the Wonder Star title, and then people didn't like her. Okay, everyone mm. know that people got sick of her title reign. I know, I know, we're living through the same thing as Saya Kamatani. I understand, <laughs> that. I understand that, but I just want to point that out because. For all the people that complain and are upset that Momo Tanabe doesn't get the big one now, just remember there were many people back then hating that she was champion for as long as she was. Yep. Not pointing any fingers except the ones right back at me. Including Trent, because Jungle Kiona never got the dub. Anyways, we move forward. Only reason. No, but it's pretty big reason. Um, And I think... Looking at that, I think that was kind of the shift for the Cinderella tournament as well. Not only because they switched it to the Wonder and Momo won, but it really did feel like the ultimate elevation in a lot of ways. Sure, Tony Storm got elevated, but she'd go on to win the five-star later. Mayu is Mayu, Mm. right? So this was the big, okay, we have, you know, this, this literal teenager. And she's going to not only go win, but she's going to challenge Io Shirai and kind of get a passing of the torch moment, which is kind of the theme we'd see moving forward. Mm. Yeah, this was a very important moment in terms of the context of the Cinderella tournament because it really did establish this is where you can make that next big leap. And, you know, Momo Watanabe, as much as, like, I might not be her biggest fan, uh, this was a perfect uh, sort of, escalation for her because early in the year she had tried to challenge EO for the white belt she had lost there and you know it was clear okay she needed to do something else to take that next step this was that next step you know the one thing the one night tournament structure really does well is it you know it elevates someone up having survived three or four matches in one night however short or long they might be in order to get there it proves something about a wrestler this is what it did for Momo. She came back. She beat Eo Shirai, passing the torch, as she said, because Eo Shirai at this stage was meant to be leaving. Um, and, yeah, it, it was really good for Momo, and you see it, it be leave. used in this way moving forward. It is worth noting. This is when Eo actually did leave. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. The year she prior. She tried once before. She tried. She tried. She failed. Um, so she had to stay and get a year-long title reign out of it. <laughs> so that's how that works. Uh, anyways, 2019. 2019 kind of touched on this in the previous episodes, uh, if you listen to the recent Kinky series. Uh, but Cinderella Tournament 2019 first round match, Azami defeating Rebel Kel, Starlight Kid defeating Natsu Sumire. Kind of the start of Starlight Kid just getting upsets. That that kind of mm. became her thing for a few years there. Um, Hazuki defeating Bia Priestley, Orisa Shiki defeating Saki Kashima. Hanakamura defeating Andras Miyagi, Kagetsu and Tam Nakano going to a 10-minute time limit draw. Very good match, by the way. If anyone yes. wants to go check out something from one of these One of the best matches from all of these tournaments. Yes. Natsukotora defeating Jungle Kiona. <laughs> Konami defeating Momo Watanabe. Laugh at me now. Uh, 
<laughs> which I think is, imp- but to put in to put into perspective, at the time, Momo of course won the Cinderella the year prior, and she's the reigning Wonder Star champion. Yeah, she's held that championship for a year, and the structure of the Cinderella tournament allows for a big name to lose early or a champion to get shocked. That's not a, it's not an indictment of where Momo was at this point. That would come for another year. Wouldn't be also champion at this point. Yeah, that was during a red belt reign. I'm pretty Gold sure. Champs out first round. Big deal. Mm. Um, if it was, if it wasn't uh, be at the time, uh, Kagetsu was also out the first round. Yeah, so yeah. There, there's your <laughs> official facts, just in case. My backup. Uh, Starlight Kid would defeat Hazuki in one minute and 19 seconds. I always like to toss those types of things in there. Uh, Konami <laughs> defeated Azumi. Natsuko Tora defeated Hanakamura. Uh, and of course, Harisa Shiki got through the semifinal automatically because of the Kagetsu Tam Nakano draw. Mm-hmm. Um, so Harisa Shiki would defeat Natsuko Tora in the semifinal, and Konami would defeat Starlight Kid in the semifinal. Yes, folks. Everyone that's been picking Starlight Kid to win this goddamn tournament for years, she already has a semifinal match to her name, folks. Just want everyone to know that. Um, and in the finals, Arisa Shiki would defeat Konami to win the tournament. Of course, I think, I think truthfully, Arisa Shiki in the Cinderella dress is probably the most iconic image from this tournament that we've seen. Like, I think that's the one everyone thinks about when they think mm. of this tournament. Um, and this was, as we've talked about in past episodes, the the crowning moment of okay, Arisa is finally here. She's going to take the belt from Momo, and she's going to go on the incredible run that she would. Hot take. Um, this is the best Cinderella tournament, both of the ones we've talked about and the ones that have happened. Yeah, I think I, I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's a pretty universally agreed. <laughs> well, I, I mean, admittedly, I don't spend a lot of time discussing the intricacies of uh, Cinderella tournaments. Well, you years. said hot take. Well, I feel like a lot of people might look at the multi-day tournaments and say, I don't "Well, you think get better people like the multi-day tournament." I think people like the concept of the Cinderella tournament in general more than the actuality. That's one hundred percent true. I like the Cinderella tournament because I like the surprises and stuff. But mm. I think I think now people want the more match quality yeah. than the actual surprises, and I think that's why people don't love it as much because. Mm. I think the reason people are so excited for it this year, for example, there's a lot of good first round matches. Yeah. So in 10 minutes or so, you can get something really good. But I think people also forget that there's going to be the teases of over the top rope and stuff like that. That's really what these tournaments are all about. It's mm. like a Royal Rumble half the time. Yeah. <laughs> it truthfully is because you're you're dealing with the whoa teases and those can make the match so much greater. It's just sometimes I think they don't know how to use that to their advantage. They almost focus on it too much, kind of like a Royal Rumble. Rather, it's than an easy way to build tension. 
Yeah, if, if you've got both wrestlers or one wrestler nearly being eliminated, you've got that inbuilt tension. Whereas if you're in the middle of the ring, even if you're struggling to get up, you kind of know whether someone's going to get pinned or not based on how long in the match, the move that got hit. But anyone can kind of get eliminated in these situations, if for nothing else, because they might lose their grip. We've seen people in the Royal Rumble lose their grip, Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin. It's very possible someone accidentally loses balance and they're eliminated when they shouldn't have been. But, yeah, these matches are 10 minutes max. Half the time is spent teasing over the top rope eliminations generally. These are, I would be cool if we saw X versus Y. Mm -hmm. And then after the show, so wouldn't it be cool if we actually saw X versus Y? Yeah, I think, and this is kind of how we talk about the tournament, because now, now that we're in 2019 and going into 2020, I think that's kind of the perfect breaking point now to kind of talk about all this is that you, you almost always get one really good match and that's usually the draw. Yeah. (laughs) Almost always the draw, right? Because, and and now since it's different, I think we always do get good matches because Mm. it's ended through the days, but I mean, I'm talking, you know, that first round early stuff because yeah, that's kind of the only way we can compare anymore. You almost always get one really good match. Like last year, 2022 was Tommy and Tam, for example, mm. they had a really good draw. Um, we were just talking about Kagetsu and Tam. Uh, this, uh, not, not 2020 was, um, Hana and Mayu. Um, and then the Oshirai versus Mayu was another great. The Oshirai from... versus Mayu. Thank you. So yeah, so like that's kind of where you get your really good match, and mm-hmm. then everything else is about the surprise, about the moment. And I think if if you go into it knowing that, you won't be disappointed, mm-hmm. but you'll just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, this isn't the five star Grand Prix. Um, it's a fun, whether it was one night or multi night, it's a yeah. fun sort of alternate universe look at how wrestling can kind of be. Yeah, and it's and a great we'll, teaser for what can come. And we'll we'll talk about it uh, maybe on the next episode, maybe at the end of this one. I don't know yet. Kind of about your favorite look at the tournament. Would you change it? We'll probably do that more next episode mm. when we uh, go through and kind of give you our thoughts on what we prefer between the two. Uh, but let's continue here. Twenty twenty. Um, of course, this was COVID. Yeah, this so, is the weirdest thing because it's COVID. But it cheering was still allowed. Either. Yeah. The tournament didn't matter in the <laughs> end, which I'll talk about. Um, so, and, and it's funny because if you go on like stuff, they'll say it didn't matter. It didn't matter. None of it mattered. Um, unfortunately. But also, um, this is the first time any of the tournament has been live streamed. The first yes. round was aired live on YouTube um, for free as a hard cam. It wasn't the structure they use hey, now. It was better than nothing. It was. And, you know, you got to see these matches in live. Yeah, not that I think there was a there was one or two kind of surprises to an extent, mm. but it's you got to experience them live. Yeah. So you yeah, have Momo Watanabe defeating Starlight Kid, Julia defeating Jungle Kiona, Kona... <laughs> I couldn't keep it in. It's just so funny. I feel like I've said that like four different times. <laughs> <laughs> Konami defeating Azumi Shuri defeating Jamie Hayter. Look at that. Look at that. All the people that's crying for the Jamie Hayter versus Stardom matches. You can go back on Stardom World to watch them, you nerds. Anyways, uh, Tam Nakano defeats Saki Kashima. 
Natsuko Tora defeated Saya Kawatani. Micah and Utami Hayashishia went to a 10-minute time limit draw. Hanakamura and Mayu Yutani went to a draw as well as they both fell over the top rope. Yes. Right? Yeah, yes. that was a, a draw double elimination setup. That unfortunately was also Hanakamura's final match. Mm. So, not to ruin the situation, but I did want to just point that out. Yeah. I will it was very good. Yeah, it was very good to lift the mood up a little bit as well. That Momo Watanabe versus Starlight Kid match was also really, really good in terms of this kind of structure. Yeah, they, those two are really good mm. at this match. And we'll talk yeah. about in 2021 as well because they did it again. Uh, but they were they are so good at doing the teases and stuff to enhance the match. And mm. it's when I watch matches like that, I'm like, the tournament could just be like this at all times if everyone knew how to work those in. Uh, but it, it probably helps that you have multiple matches against each other through the years. Yeah, and you've got two of the best workers, you know. I mean, that's the thing. Momo Watanabe, you can reliably know she's going to put on one of the best matches of the night. That's true. Uh, Julia, in the quarterfinals, defeated Momo Watanabe. Shuri defeated Konami. And that moved us to the semis because, of course, two draws in the first round. So, Natsuko Tora defeated Tam Nakano, and Julia defeated Shuri uh, to set up a final where Julia defeated Natsuko Tora in 12 minutes and 41 seconds. And when I said this didn't matter, people, <laughs> it's because, of course, Risu Shiki would unfortunately have to drop the belt due to injury, mm -hmm. making it vacant, and that would lead to a mini tournament to crown a new champion. Instead of just giving the belt to Julia because she won a tournament <laughs> to get a shot yeah. at the belt, she had to win another tournament to get the shot at the belt. She'd go on to defeat Tam Nakano at Cinderella Summer in Tokyo uh, to become the new champion. That whole tournament was hilarious because you had Natsuko Tora challenging because, you know, she made the final of the tournament and she was scheduled to face Arisa Hoshiki. You had Tam Nakano who had so much history with Arisa and the white belts. So it was logical that she would insert herself there. And then you had Konami who was just kind of like, hey, you got three people for a tournament? Nah, let's have a fourth. That was basically the reason she joined in this. She was a finalist uh, the year before. <laughs> that's, that's about all I can give you. And that's what you call clutching at straws. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's against Arisa Shiki, so even more. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, but but, I mean, this was the awkward period of the COVID and losing multiple big names. Yes. Yes, it was. So let's kick it to 2021 when the tournament was turned on its head, changing it for, I don't know. <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to say better or worse. It depends That's a spoiler on your for next time. It's really, it, it comes down to opinion too, but let's talk about it. 2021 first round. Uh, this was at Cork and Hall 606, of course, a COVID filled. Yes, COVID restricted. Yes, so very unfortunate. But uh, Hameka defeated Hanan. Micah defeated Konami. Unagi Sayaka defeated Natsuko Tora. Rina defeated Azumi. Starlight Kid defeated Momo Watanabe. Like we said, they had another very good match. Mm -hmm. Best match of the first round, in my opinion, that year. Um, I f did I watch this live? I must have. Did I? I feel like I did. I definitely did. I definitely did. <laughs> did it air live? I'm 90% sure it did. 
It was in Cork and Hall, so I don't know for sure if it did. So Ooh, that's why I maybe asked. not. Maybe it did. last year, twenty twenty two, definitely did. But but I feel like I watched it unspoiled because I remember watching it and be like, "Oh my god!" But whatever, that defeats <laughs> the purpose. We we do so much research. Yes, of course. Yeah, we don't listen, people. Listen, people. We are giving you the results. We are giving you the history. We are not giving you exactly what happened in every match, and we're not giving you exactly if it was aired on pay per view or not. I can tell you what, twenty twenty two was. Yes. You're welcome. Um, anyways, let me move ahead here. Mayu Itani defeated Fuki Gidet. Julia defeated Ruaka. Utami Haishida defeated Mina Shirakawa. Sayakawatari defeated Tam Nakano. And Shuri defeated Natsupoi. That was also a decent match. It was not yeah. like great, but it was decent. That whole um, first round, like you just look at the names in that tournament compared to the previous years, it it shows how much stardom adapted in the space of a year. That, but also I think for me, showed how much they had to believe in Youngtown, mm, mm. right? Because yeah. there was a lot of rookies in there, a lot of brand new names who just got there. Um, and that goes with, of course, what you said, but what we talked about in 2020 where they lost a lot of big names. So, mm. They were still cycling people and creating people. And, of course, 2021 would go on to be maybe their most incredible year yet. You know, Some say 2022, I'm sure. Uh, 2021 just felt like we're here. Yeah. Deal with it type thing. 2022 proved what 2021 did. Exactly. Exactly. So we go to the second event. I think this was a month later. Am I, not, am I wrong? No, I no. It was, a, it was a really weird schedule. Yeah. So... The first event was on April 10th. The second event, so we went a whole month, wasn't until May 14th. Yeah. We went an entire month without any Cinderella. We just kept doing shows in the middle of it. And it was very weird. Um, so this involved a future stardom title match on the show. Had, you know, random fatal four-way, six-person tag. You know, why not? Uh, but it went to Sayakamatani defeating Starlight Kid in a quarterfinal match. Micah defeating Julia with that uh is that with the brain buster onto the Yes it is onto the ring yep. post. The buster open, yeah. Yeah, because Julia was bald. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it really Ooh. highlighted that. Yes. Uh Shuri defeated Utami Hai Shishida, which of course would give us the match mm-hmm. <laughs> of stardom's yep. history. This is this is the big one. This is the one that had to happen uh, for that to get us there because the whole story for that, and I'm not going to focus on the match, but the whole story was Shuri was going to win the tournament so that she could challenge Shur- uh, Utami. Utami said she was going to win the tournament so she could challenge Shuri. <laughs> and ultimately, neither of them won the tournament. Shuri just beat Utami, and that was how we got there. Yeah, and it didn't matter. Like, Utami was already calling Shuri as the next champion, yeah. even though the eventual winner of the Cinderella tournament could have been like, hey, I have a wish here, and it's for those two not to be challenging. They have a fun relationship. They do. <laughs> uh, led to Hameka defeating Mayu Iwatani, and in the main event, the big shock, another quarterfinal match. I may add Shuri and Utami was a second-round match because the tournament was really unique that year. That was also the year they didn't release the bracket. Yeah, I specifically remember that. I was like, how am I supposed to predict any of this? And that would lead to Nagi Sayaka eliminating Shuri over the top rope 
to keep her. This was when Unagi was starting to finally win after getting mm. her ass beat in her trial series. Yeah, she finally won a big yeah. match with the Rumble at the All Star Dream Cinderella just before this. Oh, I thought you were gonna. <laughs> you're gonna keep talking. And you no, no, no. Okay. Um, that will all moving forward. And that will kick us to Tokyo Dream Cinderella. Not a Cinderella tournament final. It just. Tokyo Dream Cinderella, which is a show has not remembered for the finals of the Cinderella <laughs> tournament. It is remembered for one of the highest rated women's matches in the history of pro wrestling if we go by a Dave Meltzer scale. But mm. I'm not even going to go by a Dave Meltzer scale. I'm just going to go by a scale of everyone that watched the match. Yeah, <laughs> This was the match that put stardom on the map to those who weren't paying attention. Of course, Tommy and Shuri, double KO, 43 minutes and 19 seconds in the main event. All right, I got that out of the way. Now we'll get back to Cinderella. <laughs> we had two semifinal <laughs> matches. Micah defeating Nagi Sayaka. And Sayaka Kamatani defeating Hameka. So there you go. And that would leave us with the final, the golden rivalry. One-on-one, Sayaka Kamatani defeating Micah to win the tournament. Of course, as we know, Sayaka would do pretty well for herself. But she did lose to Tam Nakano. Uh, mm-hmm. In her challenge, this was the first failure in challenging for the Wonder of Stardom title, um, but it worked out for Sai in the end. Yeah, and I mean, this is it was it was the precursor in a lot of ways to her eventual success. And I think the other thing worth mentioning here is with the structure of the tournament changing, the winner could go back and actually take a breath and have a quick shower and pretty themselves up before mm. coming back out with the dress. Saikamatani, especially because she had 43 minutes and 19 seconds, or however long it was, worth of main event in between her winning the Cinderella tournament and her coming out in the dress, which I think is, like, in terms of the changes and stuff, this is a good change. Yeah, we got the official emerald green dress mm-hmm. fitting of Saikamatani. I, re- I remember, like, the reactions that night. Well... Everyone had to get over the match that happened before. But after that <laughs> happened, after that happened, everyone was like, oh, my God. Like, holy – like, it, it was unbelievable in a lot of ways because it was like we got so used to this, you know, cruddy blue dress. And now, you know, this not only matches her, but it was like a real gown. And, uh, you know, it kind of made her feel like a superstar. Felt mm. like – and I think that's the important part of the new gowns is that it felt like that elevation. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the other wrestlers have been elevated through the tournament. Momo Watanabe is a great example. Julia as well. But like you see Momo Watanabe in her Cinderella dress and it is kind of that, I don't want to say dorky, but it doesn't have the elegance and it doesn't yeah. scream superstar like the champions would in the Bushiroad era. Exactly. At least from 2021, I should say. Exactly. So uh, we kick into 2022, of course, our most recent tournament uh, where... We now have kind of the current version. I think this is more fitting of what the current version is than the others because this was the big bracket. Mm, (laughs) This was the, we have a million matches in one night. You're going to watch it. You're going to deal with it. That's what we have this coming weekend, of course. Mm. Um, So that's kind of the way I look at it. This this was the official transformation more than anything else, in my opinion. And they were Um, able to work the schedule a bit better too so you didn't have that month gap. And that's... Yeah, I think you look at 2022 and the 2023 schedule, it makes a lot more sense and it's easy to get invested because you're not waiting a month in between rounds. 
Right. Exactly. They're going bang, bang, bang now, which mm. is preferable. Uh, so we had Unagi Sayaka defeating Hina, Saki Kashima defeating Wakasukiyama, Micah defeating Hanan, Mirai defeating Mina Shirakawa, Mayu Yutani defeating Momokogo, Natsupoi defeating Starlight Kid. That was the bracket breaker for everyone that was watching back then. That was the, <laughs> that was the one that smashed the bracket. Put your hands up if you had Starlight Kid going beyond the first round. Everyone put your hands down now. <laughs> I, I like doing the recent ones because I remember these vividly as I sat there and said, what? <laughs> uh, Tim Nakano and Itami Hayashida went to a 10-minute time to draw. That's like I said, that was a really good match between mm. those two. Kind of left us all wishing they had a uh, world title match or something. We never got it. Um, Micah and Saya Kamatani went to a draw. They were both yeah. over the top rope eliminations. Um, my Sakurai defeated Lady C. Oh boy. Uh, Saya Ida defeated Rina. Koguma defeated Fukigin Depp. Hameka defeated Raka. Hazuki defeated Miyu Amasaki, who like just debuted. <laughs> like, this was like maybe her second or third match. Like, it wasn't hmm. any. Um, Julia defeated Tekla. Azami defeated Momo Watanabe, and Shuri defeated Ami Saray in Ami Saray's debut match. Yep. In Star and the debut of God's Eye. And the debut of God's Eye. That was the more uh, telling part of this entire show. <laughs> was that? Yeah, you, you can tell it was official new faction. Yeah. yeah, we had an official new faction. Which and it was a good introduction for Ami Saray. Like, you know, whether you're a big fan of her now or not, like, this was a good introduction to what she was capable of. Yeah, so we kick it to the next event, which was at the Edeon Osaka Arena, number two, um, on April 10th. Two matches were on the show. We had two second round matches because it had that inner, like those inner tournament matches that you'll mm. see this year as well. Um, Hazuki defeating Azumi, which was really good. And it was five minutes. It was really good. Big shock between those two. And Hameka and Shuri going to a time limit draw, which would lead to Hameka's uh, world title match. At, at the Cinderella tournament final. At the Cinderella tournament final, which will be a key part kind of looking at it this year, especially. Um, mm. Because we don't really know with the timing how that's going to work. Because yeah, that's going to be really interesting. It's 10 days, or I think it's 10 days before All-Star grand queen so yeah that's important we're not gonna act like i didn't know the name of the show anyways uh we had more second round and quarterfinal matches here um this was on april 17th in cork and hall 1151 people in attendance so back to big time numbers after yeah. a long time out that's uh, really so impressive because this is not like the finals or anything. This is just in the middle of the tournament. And this is why they extended the tournament like they did, folks. Ding, ding, ding. Tickets to be sold. Saeed as well. And <laughs> this is very true. Uh, I don't know if this one was a pay per view. No, this one was. wasn't, but they're doing first night last night. And, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Saeeda defeated Mai Sakurai. Natsupoi defeated Nagi Sayaka. That was the big shock. That oh, was the one which got the talk coming around Bushi Road, yes. allegedly uh, changed the result of this one. Yes, because uh, it felt like Unagi was kind of destined for another 
semifinal, maybe a final. Mm. Instead, Natsupoi. Got it. And we've seen Natsupoi rise up, and we've yeah. seen Unagi leave the company. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe Bushiroad made the right call. Could be connected. I don't know. Never will no. know. We and I don't need to know personally. Uh, they're both doing very well now, so mm. that's all that matters. Uh, Koguma beating Julia. <laughs> Saki Kashima defeating Mayu Iwatani in match a of the tournament. Seventeen seconds. That's five stars right there, folks. That's that's your five star Cinderella tournament match. You want a five star Cinderella tournament match? There it is. Um, and then Koguma defeating Sai Eden in the corner finals, and Mirai defeating Saki Kashima in the main event. Um, to set us up for the final night, which of course would be a big pay per view that featured, like Trent said, Shuri and Hameka in the main event. And this is why we have no idea how they're going to play it this year because, like we said, 10 days ahead of that tournament, how is it going to come down? We'll have to wait and see. But final night, Koguma defeating Hazuki, another big, big shock. Because at this time, people, no one had a clue. And listen, I give Trent credit. He had Mirai far. I had he, her in the finals. He didn't have Mirai winning. No. <laughs> which, but I had her in the finals, which I was very proud about. Yeah, we give you big credit for that one. Who do you have winning? Uh, <laughs> Himeka. And then when she got knocked out, I was Suzuki, like pretty much everyone yeah. else at this stage. Yeah, so at this point, everyone's like, ah, Hazuki's going to win, get the Wonder of Charm title match, and she didn't. She lost to Koguma. Koguma, in her second Cinderella, getting back to the finals. Um, and then Mirai defeated Natsupoi, and that led us to the final match, where Mirai defeated Koguma to become the Cinderella. Um, I was clapping all the way through that tournament. Um, never did I think she was going to win. <laughs> I will admit that here <laughs> now. Uh, but I was very happy she won. And now we're sitting here, you know, a year later. And we're wishing she was going to win this one instead. Because I think she'd be primed to win the title. Um, yeah, this one really a funny set thing. her up. Like, we, we talk about the Cinderella tournament sort of establishing the next kind of year's big sort of names. And look, Mariah obviously had a championship in her first month in the company. Um, but it felt like this was the moment when they're like, no, this is this is someone we're making a big deal. Because the Cinderella tournament, you look at its previous winners, all of them have gone on to win championships, maybe not straight after the tournament, but all of them basically a year later have held a top title. Um, and I think we look at Mariah now and go, yeah, this is why. Yeah, this was the ultimate elevation. Yes. It, this felt more like an elevation than any of the uh, and people are gonna may disagree with me, but it's because of what they were willing to do with it. Mm. Everyone else, in a lot of ways, you know, they felt like parts of the roster or they were destined to do it. We knew they were gonna do it. They this made was sense. this was Rossi Ogawa stardom saying, not only we're we gonna gamble. We're going to make a superstar out of someone that, you know, came over, you know, she had a world title match right out the gates. Some mm -hmm. people definitely disagree. I'm talking to someone that wasn't, you know, all bored on that. And it took a while for people to get on board with Mariah. I know Trent's not alone in that. 
It yeah. took a while. But this tournament and the title match she'd have with Saya Kamatani, that's really mm. when she started to win the people over that weren't on her train. And now we're sitting here recording this on, you know, March 17th, 2023. Shocker. There you go. Spoiler. We recorded it a few days ago. And we want Mariah to be world champion, wonder of stardom champion. That's when the ultimate champion, goddess of stardom champion. This is true. We want her to have a goddamn belt. Okay. And she's (laughs) come up short a lot. Yes. She is challenged for every title she could possibly challenge for outside of the high speed. And she's not technically a high speed wrestler. So I'll act like she doesn't qualify essentially. And the SWA doesn't exist. So don't say a word. Um, (laughs) But she's challenged for everything. And not only has she lost, she's almost always been the person losing. We just Mm. saw it right in the goddesses of stardom uh, title match slash triangle derby finals where she got pinned by Suzuki. So again, kind of play to that but that is your rundown of the history of the cinderella tournament all the changes next episode is kind of where we will dive into our more so our opinions on the tournament as a Mm. whole by exploring the one night and the multiple night tournament via mayutani's second win and mirai's win so yeah, this is going to be the most recent uh, Stardom stuff that we're going to actually have covered on Stardom Road so far. So far. So, yeah. And if you're listening to this three months, four months down the road, doesn't matter to you. Maybe maybe we're <laughs> lying now at this point. But, uh, oh, we definitely are, because I know for one episode, we definitely are. But that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up here. Call it now. But why aren't we covering the first year for Mayu Watani? Tell us, Scott. Why wouldn't because we do the first and last? It's not on Stardom World. And trust me, everyone, I tried. <laughs> I tried to find that damn tournament. I could not do it. It's nowhere to be found. I cannot watch the Fiesta. Yeah. All right, bye. This has been a Countout Podcast.